2023 and we're back. Today's show, we'll be talking all sorts of odds and sods to do with a Porsche lifestyle. I've got some plans for 2023, got a giveaway. I'm going to talk about the, some import rule changes. It might be beneficial to certain 996 owners in Australia and what happens if you don't drive your car very often and then drive it a long way. This is Porsche Talk Podcast. Ajmal, happy new year, my friend. Happy new year. It feels like a, a week ago. The new year to we Yeah, well, it turns it feels like such a long time ago because not not that a lot's happened, but it feels like a lot's happened. Just you know, day to day mundane stuff. Oh, a lot's happened Doing here. Work. A lot's happened here. Well, well, let me see. Let me just quickly tell you about. Oh, yeah, I want to hear it. Go. Yesterday. We got plenty. Just about yesterday. Let's talk yesterday. Um, so I, I injured myself playing football. Really? And, um, sarcastic surprise, by the way. <laughs> and I had to be carried off the pitch. Oh, no. And today I'm I spent... stretches? Uh, no, no, it, well, it's not, it's just a kick around. It's not a professional thing. <laughs> it's, um, and today I went to... Uh, an A and E department, accident emergency, oh, yes. and as you know, um, everything's turned to shit in England. Like, you yes, know, but what about the A and E department? Uh, the uh, see, I went to a one that wasn't in a city or town centre, so it wasn't as bad. I was there a couple of hours, um, but I could have been there another three hours if I'd said yes. I do want an X ray. Um, and it was, uh, um, and I, and I feel like I've, I've got, I broke my leg about 10 years ago and I feel like this feels a bit similar and I, it's just an awful experience, just the pain, the agony, and it's, it's ruined my start of the new year. No, oh, what a bugger. Hey, firstly, do you seriously have doctors asking patients what they want? Because if that's the theory they're running, why would you go there ever? No, it was, I questioned, she said, no, you don't need an x-ray because uh, you're able to put weight on it. And she just said, oh, well, you know, if if you're really worried, because obviously they, they want to know your state of mind, and they're only relying on what you're telling them in terms of what it feels like. So where she was tested, she was saying, look, it doesn't. You can always come back but I don't think you've broken your leg or fractured it. She said, you've probably got bruising heavily because she's, she said my leg was hot to the touch in which she went, that's like, you've obviously had a big impact. It's all over your leg. Um, but she said, if you put your weight on it, it's not broken. I thought, yeah. So I didn't want to wait another three hours. So I came home. Okay. I got two things I would like to contribute to this conversation before we start talking Porsche. Is it a lack of sympathy or is it sympathy? No, Are you about no, to contribute no. sympathy? Firstly, oh, right. the medical system, right? We both live in first world nations that have government supplied um, medical systems. So I'm very grateful for that privilege. However, nothing bothers me more when I have got a genuine problem. They say, on a scale of one to five, how much would you say it hurts? Right, to which my response is typically, "How bad does five have to be? Like, are we talking somebody's burning the soles of my feet off with an oxyacetylene, or are we talking yep. I'm uncomfortable?" Which they always respond, "Well, everybody perceives pain differently." Then how are you going to know how to medicate bad. me or what to do? I'm, we need a pain scale. That is genuine reflection of, you know, sure you're uncomfortable. We're all uncomfortable. You wear tight pants, you're uncomfortable. You know what I mean? What's that on a scale of one to five? So I don't get it. Second thing is, yeah. the fact that if you know someone in the medical sector, how much better you get looked after compared to some than if you don't, that bothers me a lot because I've been a beneficiary of knowing someone. Okay, and I've seen the, I've I've seen the consequences of knowing someone versus not knowing someone, and the difference in attitude at every single metric when you go into these accident emergencies or even into the public holidays 
Oh, public holiday. Public hospital. Actually, it sounds better having a public holiday. No, public hospital system yeah. to get some form of, you know, health care. Anyway, that's the end of my rant on that. Hope you're going to get better soon. Let me know if you need me come and rub some Denka rub on it, okay? Uh, I, want, I want to pass on that uh, right now and forevermore. <laughs> but thanks for the offer. It's greatly appreciated. <laughs> what about you? Tell me about what's happening. In Australia, oh, it's all happening in Australia. No, when I say it's all happening, it's been because it's been a while since we've spoken. Uh, been a couple of events, both great experiences, but diversely different, which is always a pleasant surprise when it comes to uh, doing things, you know, leading up to uh, you know, when you've got having the similar sort of experiences at. Various events. And so, look, we had our uh, end-of-year Classic Cars and Coffee event, which is run by, I know the founders of the event, so I've known the event for some time. It's typically on once a month, but the, the, they always make the last one of the year on New Year's Eve, regardless of day, because Classic Cars and Coffee here in Perth is typically on a Sunday, like it probably is in a lot of places around the world, uh, unless you're in LA where there's one every six minutes. And... <laughs> the turnout was below the top of my head. I could not believe how big it was. The line to get in was over a mile long. Wow. And it's two lanes. It was just, and that was coming just from the one main direction. People were still coming in from the opposite direction. But that's through a suburb that people don't normally take, unless they they do know the area very well. So it goes through a bit of residential if you go come from the other direction. But most people come from the main road to come in. It was unbelievable how big it is. They needed three overflow car parks. Bloody hell! And did you did you get there early or did you sit in that? No, nah, of course not. I'm a, I'm not a get there early top guy. No, I'm, I, I'm I'm a big fan of punctuality, and to me that means arriving on time. So the um, the so I get there. That was a mistake, by the way, failure. Yep. However, again, because I know someone, everyone's getting diverted off to all these car parks that are in the boondocks, right? Oh, Mark, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. The organ, the main organizer, saved a spot for you over here, just in case you're coming. <laughs> oh, nice. That's <laughs> always nice, but I mean, shitty for everybody around you. Yeah, cool. oh, look. Especially, yeah, when you get, it's like going to the front of the line at a nightclub when you're like 19 years old, you know, you know, the bouncer, that's, that's what it felt like, except I'm not 19 years old anymore. But, uh, yes, but like all, all that aside, there was some amazing motor cars that have come out of the woodwork for really one event. Uh, loads of Porsche content. I think this might be the first, oh, let me have a think. I think I did post a video on it. I've seen it. Yeah, okay. Then is that, it the that's, one? That's, that's a good sign it... I did then. I'm glad someone watched it because I've got to tell you, my video content um, views have gone over the last, how long have we been doing this for? 12 months when I've sort of gone, oh, this podcast yep. is way easier than creating YouTube content. I'm going to keep podcasting. I'm enjoying it more too. But I've thought in the last couple of months, I better pull my finger out. I've gone from averaging between five and 15,000 views to I don't think I've cracked a thousand in the last three months. So, yeah, well, you know, I don't think I've ever cracked a thousand. So, you know, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm I'm trying to resuscitate, and I'm actually released a video yesterday on a um, on driving a non Porsche car, a four, Ferrari four five eight Speciale, which I was uh, privileged enough to get up close and personal with. I'd love to tell you about it, but I prefer everyone just watch the video. I saw the video come up in my feed. I haven't seen it yet. It's only okay. just come up. But going back to the previous video, oh yes, yeah, on that one, cars and coffee, yeah, yeah, there was um, there was a six series BMW that I don't know what I just really like to look up. Red one, it just it was the one that was original. It wasn't modified. Yes, uh, that one just looked fantastic, and there was a good mix, such a mix of cars that. I really liked because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't wall-to-wall Porsches or Aston Martins or Lamborghinis or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was an absolute across the entire spectrum from, you know, stuff that you used to see, you know, 30, 
35 years ago every day. Yes. Hot ashes to really cool, you know, mid-range to top-end stuff. And that's the kind of stuff I like. You just go to an area of an event and you go, I'm going to see some different cars or cars that I haven't seen for sure. a while, but yeah, I yeah. know them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I really like that. So that event just looks fantastic oh, just from that video. And I didn't get the op- – they actually had a separate car park that had over 500 – JDM cars that I just ran out of time to go and look at. 500? Yes. Oh, there's there's something like wow. 1,400 cars at the event, Ajmal. Jeez. Yes. Wow. That's amazing. Yes, it was amazing. Um, the I tell you what, I got, I got absolutely belted in the head in the comments by someone on that video, on that um, – <laughs> Classic Cars and Coffee video of if you don't have something nice to say about a car or someone's car, which is their pride and joy, you shouldn't say anything at all. Oh, mm. interesting, huh? Yeah, but then, a valid, valid point, but it's not a very it's not really valid. It's not, it's I'm a, sorry, it's, I'm gonna... but it's my opinion and it's my video. Exactly. It's an opinion. All, all videos are an opinion. Opinion are pieces. You telling, it doesn't are you matter. Tell me they're not fact. Are they not all the news? YouTube isn't the single source of truth. Is that what you're suggesting here? Well, I got slaughtered on one of the. You know when I drove the Macan GTS. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, just, I said, I think in the first probably thirty seconds, I said, "This is not a review." <laughs> and I've just, I've just got to have this car for about. 40 minutes. What was the comments? So this is the worst review I've ever seen. <laughs> Something like that, was it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. so, and you know, you sat there going, should I respond to that? Should I say something to that? And then you go, well, no, because I'm just giving it oxygen. But it was just, uh, you know, it's not a review because I've literally got the car. You know, back in the day when, you know, you only you watched Top Gear and they did a big in-depth review of some new launch and whatever, BMW, Mercedes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and, and it was always... You know they've had it for like two weeks mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, they've been yeah. taking the kids to school in it. Yeah, they've yeah. been getting the shopping in it. Then they've been on a track on it. Whereas now, most reviews are someone's had the car for a couple of hours. You know, even even sort of seasoned uh, car reviewers, journalists like Johnny Smith of the Late Break Show. You know, he's and he's very upfront when he says, "Look, I've someone Hyundai have just dropped this car around for two hours, and I'm going to drive around for two hours and see what I think." But I think your impression of a car changes really quickly. Not really quickly, but it does over time. Of course. You know, I've got into cars where I've disliked them before. And a week later, and I thought, do you know what? I really like this about it, that about it. Or I've not used it in a situation where I think it's much better. So I don't know how much stock I put in reviews. But at the same time, you know, everything's an opinion. I so know. if you don't like something, you've got to say it. It's not just cars. I've, had, I've sat down and thought, this is an amazing conversation with someone. And after 45 minutes, looking at my, I've started looking at my watch. You know what I mean? So it's not, it's the little more time you spend with anything, it, it changes. You know, you, you get to know it better, whether it's a person, whether it's a car, whether it's the fourth plate of what you thought was a delicious meal. You know, so yeah. <laughs> we've all been there, you know. So I'm, anyway, that was that. The other event, which I think happened in between when we recorded the last podcast the end of the year, but before I published it. I think it was in that window because I'm looking at the dates of the uh, – in my uh, photos in my phone of when it happened. I thought, oh, that's before publishing the podcast. But I think it might happen in the window. Anyway, there's a group of about six, seven Porsche guys in a non-official capacity. Porsche guys, I'm talking enthusiasts here. Uh, we had a dawn yep. drive. And the dawn oh. drive here at this time of the year is quite early, as you can imagine. The We met about 35 minutes from my house at a location at 4.15. And we drove... In the morning. Yeah, we drove about 200 and maybe 250 k's on some great roads that may or may not have been on the cusp of the speed limit of the areas on the roads we were on and I was home by nine to start work. Isn't that, isn't that 
like a might as well be a nighttime drive, right? Isn't it just pitch black? No, like as I said, at this time of the year, we meet at four fifteen. We have a coffee. By the time we've had the coffee, sun's uh, you know probably about fifteen minutes from cracking the horizon, so the sky's already light. We're up and at it. You know what I mean? It was yeah, it's good fun. So we had like you know a, we had like a five hour drive, Ajmal, before work. What the hell? You know. Anyway, it's good I fun. Can't... It's a semi-regular event. Like they do this, these got this group of guys who invited me do it about five times a year. And for you know, it, I, I actually thought it was good. Like, push at the end of the at the end of the drive, we have breakfast together. Yes, you know. So it's a, it's a, it was just nice. a whole different shift, and you know, there's no one on the roads. The at most most nice. of the areas we went to were. Um, mostly farming areas, okay, and which means there's less likelihood of kangaroos on the road at that time. But isn't there likely to be a tractor on the road, though? Uh, we, oh, look, it's not like your farming areas. And even if there is, we've got – we built roads after the advent of the motor car, not because someone wanted to take their horse and cart somewhere like it is around your area. It's just an older, yep. you know, you're, you're in a place where the infrastructure is older. That's all it is. So mm. even if there is a tractor, yeah, you've usually got enough visibility. Like the roads are built so that, you know, the curbs and everything in those type specific areas, are, you can see far enough down the road and with less undulations because it's just a flatter area around this part of Western Australia as well. You know, so there's a number of factors here that even if there was tractors, I don't think I saw any tractors on that drive. It was it wouldn't be a major problem. What about, um, what kind of cars? Good question. Glad you asked. I mean, <laughs> I'm going off memory here. Okay, so we had a 996 cab. Nice. Manual. Well, no, I'm not a big fan of cabs, but still. Yep. There was cab, me. There was a 991. Oh, it's a 902. Might be a 901.2. I'm trying to remember. GDS in crayon slash chalk, depending on what country you live in, just decides what the color, color's called. One of the very few colors that has two names, by the way, in Porsche. Most of the other Porsche colors have the, the same name for the color, regardless of what um, region you're in. Um, there's. I, I thought they were. I thought it was just crayon and it was. Chalk was a different color. Mm-mm. Or am I, have I got that wrong? No, I'm, I'm pretty sure oh. I've heard um, North Americans refer to that color as chalk. No. Anyway, okay. uh, there's that. What was in front of that? Oh, there's a red uh, 991.1 GD3. Oh, no. There's a oh, 997.2 wow. GD3 with full club sport package and shark worked exhaust. Nice. Bloody hell, that would have made some noise. Oh, yeah, you could hear the thing in, you know, you, you would have heard the thing in Sydney. Uh, there was, yeah, then there's a, a red 991.1 GD3, a white 991.1 GD3. Uh, oh. What was in front of that? There's a 98, mm, I thought it was a 981 Boxster. It was a grey one, stunning. Stunning thing this was, just mm-hmm. the colour and spec. It was like a metallic silver of some sort. You know, it's like 17 shades of grey in the Porsche catalogue. It was one of them, but one of the nice ones, right? <laughs> and uh, then there's a black 99, oh, sorry, a 987 Boxer. I think that's all Good, the good turnout, man. Yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. good set of cars then. Yeah, considering the, wow. time, of the time of the day and all those sort of things. but. You know, it was, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it too early. Christmas and New Year. I think people were at a bit of a loose end if they weren't working, so it was an opportunity to have a drive, then go back home and have a snooze. And anyway, good, great event. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm never at a loose end at that time of the morning. I'm asleep. <laughs> um, it was quite funny. We were talking about it at the in the group, and the number of people. Oh, actually, there's quite a lot of partners that came too. Oh, and, cool. Yeah, and one of the drivers, he brought. He on the way he arranged with his local patisserie to come through very early in the morning and pick up fresh pastries which he brought 
So when we the first stop, up comes the uh, hood, and there's a couple of boxes of pastries for everyone to share. So yeah, yeah. it's good, you know. But um, it's yeah, a lot of people cool. were saying how excited they were about driving, so they hardly slept the night before anyway. Oh wow! You know, like yeah, a couple oh. of guys had to travel further than I did to get to the meeting point, so they're up at three, and they're uh, you know, they, they couldn't even sleep properly. They're going, oh, they keep waking up one o'clock. Oh no, it's not time to get up yet. Oh, one thirty. No, it's not time to get up yet. Oh, two o'clock. No, not time to get up yet. You know, type of thing until it was time to get up. So it's so it's funny. Listen, <laughs> honestly, we just don't grow up. Some of us, do we? It's like it's like the excitement of a big event when you're a kid, which is great. I love I need that level an event. of enthusiasm, you know. I need an event like that to keep me awake at night rather than just not being able to sleep because, I don't know, because of something else. I don't know. You and I, outside this podcast, should talk about sleep. Are you uh, an expert on I wouldn't say sleep. I'm an expert, but I've learnt a skill. But we'll talk about it off the podcast. Mm. Okay. Yeah, we won't bore people. No, put people to sleep. The yes. I've also got here on my list of subjects, Hajmal, that I finalised a spec on my GD3 RS. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should... Oh, right. Cool. Yep. Yep. So, so what's it going to be? Hit me with it. So it's a colour called. Um, I think it's ultraviolet metallic or violet purple metallic I've gone with. Do you say violet or violent? I think it'll end. It's, it's supposed to be the first, but we'll end up the second with how, <laughs> with what the experience will be like, right? They should call it violent purple metallic. It's a good, it's a good name. For sure, you heard that here first. So if you're going to use that for moving forward, you better send me one of these cars. Uh, yeah. With a Vysark pack and carbon roll cage, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Because... Look, if you if why just wreck your kidneys when you can totally destroy them? And exactly, go all out. Yeah, yeah. Magnesium wheels, of course, because you know gold wheels with purple cars. That's an amazing combo. It's if you're gonna have a purple car, gold wheels. Why go halfway? Go go all out. Go gold wheels. Yeah, yeah. PCCBs, of course, because and listen, course. listen to this for a uh, point of vanity. I believe that you should be spending the money that PCCBs cost because they're yellow, not because they're better, but because they're yellow, and it matches with mm. the yellow line that comes on the steering wheel that you can't not spec on the car that comes with the Vysark pack. Oh. The 12 o'clock thing, which then means you've got to have a yellow taco and a yellow sport chrono dial, of course, to maintain the interior. And uh, do, you, do you get, just going off the car, top, car bit, uh, do you get the e- evenly specced watch as well? I think you can buy the watch. You don't have to buy the watch. You have, you have to pay for it. Oh, yeah. And just throw it in. Oh, oh my no, God. The, the good thing about Ashmal, you have to pay for rear parking sensors on a car that's nearly three quarters of a million dollars Australian. That's disgusting. <laughs> that is... I do have I do have a leaflet for the watches from Ah, oh, okay. Nice one. Uh leadership. So you know oh. if you want to send me send you a picture of no, the yellow no. stitching. I listen, I, I would consider the watch if it if the face was violent purple metallic with gold trim to match the car. No, no, because do you know the the thing with the the watches? Oh, matchy watchy. That's what is I want. it? But is it the equivalent of driving a Porsche and wearing a Porsche cap? No, no. I'll tell you, it's the equivalent of double denim. Double? Is it double denim? It is double denim. You're right. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, but no, 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 but yeah, but no, but yeah, because at some point. In history, nineties or somewhere. I mean, I'm picturing Billy Justin Ray Timberlake Cyrus. and Britney Spears. Yeah, but yes. Um, double denim was borderline acceptable. Never been. How acceptable is Never it? Never been acceptable. I thought Hollywood tried to make it acceptable, but if you if you then go has a Porsche cap driving a Porsche, has it ever been acceptable? Apart from you know when Joe Tribbiani and Friends has got his cap and jacket on. Yeah, great question. Maybe then. Great question, but 
Have you ever seen a Ferrari driver without Ferrari apparel? I, I've I've seen somebody wearing who had a Mondial, and I think I've named known my I made my feelings known on the Mondial. Yeah, the prettiest Porsche, the prettiest Ferrari ever made. Yeah, not. Yeah, it's just so, it's just proportionally all wrong. It's just shit. So, despite Chris Harris trying to make it cool because he's bought one. Um, but the but I, someone had that, and he had a Ferrari cap and a Ferrari T-shirt on. Oh, good, yeah. And I remember him telling me about performance stats. I didn't see those, no. But he was. I remember him telling me about the performance stats of the car, and I remember thinking they're the exact same performance stats as my Golf V5 from two thousand and one. <laughs> and you just think, really. No, it's you just no, you just don't do it. It's like it should be punishable by death or yeah, flogging. So no, no matchy watchy is what you're saying. No, unless you just had it for you know. Do you think? You, do you think the once you get to a certain point, like if you're a zillionaire, mm-hmm. that you just don't care. If I want to wear my matchy watchy or my Ferrari hat, I don't care what you think because you know what I've got. The matchy-matchy. Yeah, but I don't know, because that kind of makes you a bit... Oblivious to everyone else's opinion? Yeah, it does. But at the same time, you just go... Well, well, because you're so rich, so filthy rich, that most 99% of people, 99.9% of people can't comprehend how rich you are, it doesn't mean you've kind of left the planet. You're still people are still looking at you, and you buy those things because they're cool. But it's more of the level that it's you're you're that you're that really old guy who just doesn't give a shit about anything, and you've got your dressing gown on, and you've got your slippers on, and you're walking down to the local shop to buy a newspaper. You've probably kicked three dogs on the way, told about ten people to f off, and you just don't give a shit because you're a grumpy old man. Um, I think it's that level. Or how about this? You know, there are certain people you've known in your life that are just effortlessly cool. Like Bart. You mean like Bart, yes. Right? Yeah, some people have got it. The Fonz. Yeah, the Fonz, yes. Right? George Clooney has that air about him, as does Brad Pitt. You know, they're just yep. cool characters, right? They are. Are they cool because... I don't care if what they're doing is cool. No, no, no. You think no, this is actually because strategic? I, I no, because they are doing what's cool. If yeah, you think about it. Okay, they, they might could, do something. They could be the cool metric. They could be because they do it, it is now cool. Yeah, but would would George Clooney or Brad Pitt wear Crocs? Or Bart? I don't know. I reckon they would. I reckon they'd wear Crocs. I don't know why so, they should and, and be beaten you know, to death with them. You know, well, you know why Crocs have the holes in them, don't you? To allow your why? dignity to seep out. I think you just it, it just it it's it's left the room as soon as those Crocs go near your feet. <laughs> but I think with uh, you know children over five years old, under five years, that's it. They should wear Crocs, and that's it. But I think with um, if you think about you know. We talk about George Clooney, Brad Pitt, or Bart. I don't think, unless you know, Bart. We're going to speak to Bart, and he's going to say, "Don't be so ridiculous." But, <laughs> but they would not be wearing a Porsche cap, you know, driving a, a Porsche of any vintage. God, and, I, you God, know, I, in, in my what, scenario, I'd love it if Bart does actually do this. Just, just for this, just for the sake. Well, of if this he podcast. does, I'll just say, <laughs> I know. Please don't be listening, Bart. Yeah, but, but honestly, Bart, if you are doing this right now, go back into that bathroom and wash those tattoos off. Uh, or uh, post a photo of you, yeah, can you? driving yeah. the car <laughs> with, with a Porsche, with Porsche cap on. on. Preferably in the Porsche. Yeah. Yep. I've got, oh, I've got, actually, you've, you've had some uh, clobber sent from one of our friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where is it? Oh, it's over there. Okay. I've got the headphones on. I can't reach it. Correct. I have. So uh, I haven't worn it. Would yet. you wear that? Or would you wear that driving your Porsche at to a car show? No. Oh, maybe. It doesn't actually have Porsche on it. 
Yeah, but you might as well have. <laughs> oh, look, there's about four people in WA, I reckon, when I say <laughs> WA, I mean Western Australia, that actually know what that is, I'd say. Maybe 10. That is true. Not, not, not everyone knows what that is. And, and you know what? They're quite cool looking, those T-shirts. We haven't actually told anybody what we're talking about. That's okay. Let's just leave the mystery. So someone actually, so I'll at least get one person to okay. check my Instagram account. <laughs> yeah, everyone go and check Mark's Instagram account. That's Mark, Mark and Carlos. Carlos. That's Mark with a C. And the, um... <laughs> hey, let's talk about the change. Oh, it's actually not a change. There are certain models of car that have recently fallen into the correct age that now allows them for personal import to Australia. I thought it was a change. No, no, no. It's been like that for about five years now. So it has been a rolling. Oh, right, five years. Change. So once a car hits twenty-five years old, I believe it is. It, yep. they, they they're 25. then eligible for personal import. Twenty-five years for twenty twenty-three makes nineteen ninety-eight. A very a very prolific time, and uh, some would say polarizing time of the evolution of the nine eleven. Wouldn't you not agree, Ashmal? So some might say uh, an iconic time. I, that's, I think it's a fair in, statement. It's it's definitely become iconic. If yeah, and in all reality, of the twenty five years that pass, it's taken a good twenty two or three of them to for that car to be appreciated. I think it's still it's still on that upward appreciation curve oh, because well, be. I think still towards the bottom. Yeah, I think oh, it's, more so where you are than where I am. I think that yeah. I think about three years now the car, the car bounced about three years ago. I reckon so. It's, it is definitely still appreciating in in the common sense cases, but there are mm-hmm. cars that. Are, and when I say that timeline, I don't mean because of COVID. In the lead up to COVID, the cars were increasing in value. Then they've obviously spiked, but they still haven't sort of yep. haven't really come back down that well either. But I only see asking prices. I I see very few buying prices, which are two very yeah. different outcomes, as is reflected by the. I know how much I paid for my GT4 versus how much it was advertised for. Yeah, people went people went a bit crazy, didn't they, when they realised that they could ask for more, mm-hmm. and then now when it's kind of it's the heat's almost sort of starting to come out of that market where people are going a bit bonkers. Yeah, yeah, and people are still asking those crazy prices, but. You know, you're right. We've got no idea how much they're selling for, or if they're selling, or if they're just being pulled. Um, but the prices over there are nuts. But in so my my nine nine six is twenty five years old. So, you know, if okay, what's we've talked about this before? What's the going rate for a nine nine six? Look, I'll be I'll be Australia? realistic. A car in your car's condition, and this is not a. Ref- I'm not um, as much as I take the Mickey out of you about how shit house condition your car is in as a general rule. Right, it is a typical driver version of your car. Okay, one of the, yeah, you know, it's a nine nine six Carrera manual that has been used as intended. Not hasn't been babied in any way. You've done maintenance as needed, not necessarily because it came up in the owner's manual, which is typical yeah. of most people own any motor car if they're of that age, right? Realistically, yep. I think the value of that car in Australia is probably around fifty thousand dollars sell price. Hmm. So that 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 would be about the sell price, and that means the car would actually sell. You know, the typically though the asking price would be about sixty, and it'd sit on the market for eight months. But the reality is, it's probably a fifty grand car now. An Australian delivered version car like yours is probably about eighty. Wow. Wow. That's okay. that's insane. And the thing is, I guess, I think you've probably mentioned this before, an, an imported car from the UK, so it's still right-hand drive, but it'll have miles yep. per hour on the, mm-hmm. on the uh, odometer. And um, there's all this where people will assume that it's rusty in some way because, let's face it, it is 25 years old. So mm-hmm. mine has a little bit of rust, but that's because, like you say, it's been out on the street. Some of them might not have that. Does that mean that people will look at it and go, actually, I've seen one imported and it wasn't rusty. Should I just go and buy one for almost half the price? I've I've never heard of a UK car that hasn't had underbody rust. 
But mm. to give you an insight, I really only probably hear about the whinges. Not many people, yet my source of information comes from various forums and things like that or people I've met. I've never had someone come up to me, put this car from the UK about five years ago, no rust. I've never had someone come up to me and say mm. that, but why would they? Because there's nothing wrong with it. Or some yeah, or a exactly. 996 owner come up and say, bought this car. I've had this car for 11 years, haven't had to do the IMS. They never tell you that story. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So I've got an unfair, distorted view of it. There's probably a, there's a lot more nine, there's a lot of 993s that have been imported from the UK and Australia. And I reckon I've seen eight of them. And of the eight, four of them, if you lift the floor mats, it's like the Flintstones. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. So, the, mm. yeah, I'm talking watch the road go by underneath. Literally, watch the road go by. Flipping heck. I had no idea. Don't lift your floor mats, Ashma. Scared now. <laughs> Has been through the MOT though, so the, um, it was it was pretty good. But so so what happened? You know the underbody. Um, yeah, the black um, rust proofing or sound or black. deadening product that yep. they use. Yeah, often for UK cars, people can stick their finger through it. Oh God! Wow. And that's galvanized. Those were those were galvanized. Yeah, but you're gonna put salt in the road and then throw those that salt at your car at sixty mile an hour or seventy mile an hour, right? It's it's gonna have a yeah. consequence at some point. But sits here goes num, 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 to the middle. But a nine nine three wasn't a nine nine three wasn't um as commonly available as a a nine nine six and they weren't abused. Maybe selling them abroad, someone thought, do you know what, if someone came to see it. The in one, person, the ones go, that are Holy here. Shit. I, look, I don't know anyone that's brought one in for profit. Hmm. We've got a lot of expats here, in, particularly Western Australia, and loads of them brought their 911s with them because of how expensive 911s are in Australia versus the UK. So if they wanted to maintain a 911 in their life, it was cheaper just to bring their own car than it has been to sell their car in the UK then buy another one in Australia. Mm, that's interesting. So, we do, I was wondering. We have a massive um, population of um, people from the UK here in WA, and also I know Sydney has quite a high population as well. But mm. yeah, because I, I was I was thinking on um, if if someone now went, well, actually, I can get a nine nine six because you know because the rules allow it as a personal import. It's still a quite drawn out process because it's expensive and also there's that bit where it's got to be cleaned to within an inch of its life top bottom underneath everything and that's that so it's cleaned and here and then and it's cleaned there again. removed it needs to get it needs to be certified for asbestos removal i've got quite a good i've got a friend here in wa who's trying to import a 356b roadster from the uk mm. it he he's bought it nearly a year ago now and it's still not eligible for import because um, he's struggling. There's only like three people that can um, inspect the car thoroughly. Like it's had to have the clutch removed because the asbestos had had all the brake linings removed. Wow. You know, there's a whole heap of things. And then like it gets inspected, then all this work has to get done. Then another, an independent inspector has to then come and confirm that it's been done and then go through the car all again. So, you know, they, they take, um, they even, they, they even took samples of the body deadening material to ensure that the body deadening material doesn't have asbestos in it. It's probably a good thing to do, though. Probably does have all of, all of those things have asbestos in them. We know brake pads did and the brake linings did. What do you mean did? They probably still do. Well, even in do you think they've stopped? Stuff? Do you think do you think they've stopped mining asbestos in third world countries? No, that's where they sold all the surplus stuff. It's the same with, you know, lead paint. Paint with lead in it was sold sold off to third world countries, and it's, it's probably it's a horrific thing that happened. What and what about yeah. the, what about all the um? Look look at the cost of cigarettes in third world countries. Where do you want to stop? You know, it's just yeah. anyway. 
So yeah, the the import process can be tedious or it can be effortless. There seems to be the two extremes. Hmm. And then on top of that, you've got the cost of shipping, which is since COVID hasn't really come back that much. It is just so expensive yeah. to import to physically move the car around the world. Wow. And it is literally around the world. But on, on the flip side of that, because I think we, we mentioned it, um, no, no, ones, dot ones. Because we're talking about a price, obviously, nine and sixes are going up. I think, and, and I think it's calmed down over here for a while. Everyone thought they could get fifteen thousand pounds for their nine and six. Sure. And and they're now realizing they can't. They, if, they, if there's high mileage and it's been used, even if it's maintained really well, I don't think it's worth more than twelve fish. It's the low mileage ones that cost more. Yep. Yeah, I think I think that um was I think Lee Sibley. On Nine Works, I think he's done a video on can you drive a, a nine nine six cost less than ten thousand. He's done some. I think he's done a video. No, it's not a video. No, it's one of their subscribers has written an article ah, where someone okay. bought one for sure. like eight thousand or something. Got it. Got it. Um, and that one again, it was it was nine nine six, but uh, I think he bought it. Did a little bit of work to it, but it's been it's been going great ever since. And and I think. Having done that thing with the Boxster that went so horribly wrong, it's it's luck. If you went, I'm going to buy not, one. You're not I'm buy cheap. You're fortunate and lucky that it's been as good as it has. Let's face yeah, it. complete dumb luck that I ended up with one that works. And it's and to me, it's I'd say to people, go for it, but do these checks. And you can't go and expect something immaculate. But if you go and say, well, actually, it's a bit scruffy. But is that why it's not sold? Does it drive great? Will I enjoy driving it? Then you're probably going, well, I can't really lose. If you look at, if I then sold it in three years' time, it's going to be worth the same. The, 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 ultimately, the, the, the trip-up problem of cars of this age that I see is they're cheap to buy, relatively. Yep. But the cost for parts and maintenance hasn't come down proportionally. Okay, so it wouldn't yep. take long for something drastic to happen on the car that then begs a question, do I fix it? Yes, yep. And the, and the thing with cars that by is... a certain time in their life, right? Yeah. Like how long yep. since you've seen a Saab 900 getting driven around? Yeah, these are, this is, it's the type of car that this has happened to, right? A, yeah. a I was going to say there's a guy around the corner who's got one, so that's not a good example. Yeah. Oh, look, typically, look, okay, driving through, how many do you see driving through London? None, right? Ever. If you did, it's yeah. like you give yourself whiplash because, whoa, whoa, what was that? You know? Yes. It looks like a spaceship, right? <laughs> what was it? Um, I think Matt Farrow was talking about, <laughs> he's talking about how to be a baller on a budget. Okay. Oh, did he use Saab as an example, did he? Yeah, and he went. That's it. If you got a pristine Saab, and you would, you know, you you know, it hasn't cost a huge amount of money, but you people look at it and go, "That's cool." And he goes, "But if you're driving a 996, then people will know you're on a budget and you're driving a 911." Yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh, and I, and I was there going, "That's the that's the opposite of what we were talking about earlier, where you care about what people think." Yes, because I'm sat there going, "Yeah, but I'm driving a 911, and it's." Fucking awesome! Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what a Saab is to. And this is what why like you're you and Bart Clooney Pitt are them. I don't know. I reckon my 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 coolness could stand up to their coolness. See, yeah. It's just, it's just you the know. fact you're saying that is proof that it wouldn't. Uh, no, no. I mean, I they're probably saying the same thing about me. Yeah, yeah, probably not. It's, now the <laughs> uh, I just want to say I just want to say George Brad oh thanks for listening. Particularly yeah Brad yep I'm dying, I'm dying to hear your car stories. Um, <laughs> Ashmal, what happens if you don't drive your car very often and then decide to go on a long trip? Well, it just so happens, Mark. <laughs> I have a real world example of that. <laughs> so back to work. Yes, I went back to work on the third of. January mm -hmm. and on the fourth, I had to go to Manchester, is which that very is far away a it's two, just over two hundred miles. Return or each way? Eight, uh, one way. Yeah. Okay. So three hundred twenty kilometers, everyone. 
in Australia. Yeah. And uh, and I hadn't driven my 996 since uh, probably mid-November, early Oof. November. Okay. Where I got those tires, we did a yeah, little video, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was it. And and then we had that super cold snap of oh, minus cool. six, minus And then it got really degrees. warm as well after that, didn't it? <laughs> then it got warm, yeah, but the car just sat there all that yeah. time. Heat cycling and in the weather, yeah. It, and I said to, I said, so my wife said to me, she said, oh, you're going to Manchester tomorrow, aren't you? And and I went, yeah. And she went, shouldn't you go and see if that car still works? Because it's like, it's 25 years old now and you haven't used it for so long and the weather's been so, and you know when you sat there going, she's right, because when I did drive it, before that, I'd left it for six weeks then as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, when you got, so I went out, it was kind of two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, the day before I was supposed to leave because I would have been leaving at sort of 7.30 in the morning the following day. So I stuck the key in, clicking. That's it. The, the lights came on. Yeah, the and and the, uh, you know where it's the voltmeter? Hmm. It said eight volts. And, it, oh, said it said so less than you need. Out. Yeah, exactly. So I took the battery out. Put it on charge, and it's the battery's probably about two and a half years old. It's a Bosch one, and I put it on a charger, and it comes up. My charger is quite old, but it comes up with four or five red lights to say that it's flat and it's charging. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I thought, you know, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. By eleven o'clock at night, before I go to bed, I'll just whack it back in, and it'll be fine. I, I go and check it at eleven o'clock at night, and it's still got all the lights on, and I'm there going. Oh, so the next morning, I get up and I do that stupid thing that I kind of do all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm half asleep when I get up. I get up, get showered, pack, get in the car, turn the key, and I go, I've forgotten to put the battery back in. So I have to go. go. So I have to get out. Yeah. I have to get out. And the thing is, the ba that battery for a 9 and 6 is quite heavy. So to put it into its slot, by the just past the screen, you have to be standing in the front. Oh, yeah, okay. So I'm there in my work clothes in the morning, standing, in, and it's, you know, a bit rainy. I'm standing in the front, putting the battery in. I put it in, and it works. The car start, starts up, which is great. And I head off. And I must get probably about 30 miles away, and I think it just feels weird. There's something not quite right. So I pull into a service station, top up with a bit of fuel, but I check, and the PSI in one of the front tires is nine <laughs> instead of sort of like 35. Sure. Um, so I top that up, head off, and I get I stop off halfway just for a break, and I meet sure. one of my colleagues. And as I'm pulling into the service station, I can hear like a squeak, um, like a, more like a squeal. And it's a pulley. A pulley is making a noise. Classic. And obviously... At first, when you're driving along and you're on the highway, motorway, and you can hear this slight noise, you just think, it'll be fine, I'll go back, I'll book it in with Jack, get it sorted out. And I go, the, the more I go, the more, I don't know if it's getting louder, or I'm just hearing more it conscious louder. of it, yep. Yeah, so it becomes, by the time I get there, I find it's unbearable. And so I get, uh, I have my all-day meeting, then I go and put, I have to stay in a hotel, get to this really nice boutique hotel, and there's five car parking spaces at the front. And there's one space available. And you know when you go, that's just like my good luck. So I pull in, get in, and I go in, have a few drinks, have a nice meal, come out the next day, and it, it was under a bunch of trees. And it's like pterodactyls with like severe stomach problems of shat all over my car. I mean, to the point that, like, everyone's looking at me going, oh, my God, what has happened to your car? And so I head off thinking it's going to rain, but it doesn't rain. At one point, it rains a little bit, so I have to turn the wipers on. So this literally pterodactyl shit smeared across the screen. Yeah, yeah. And But on the way home down the highway, again, this squeal is, it's it kind of settled. I got used to it, so it's not particularly loud. You need to tone it for a certain frequency, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm tone deaf. But it's things like that when you don't drive the car for a long time, then you head off on this big journey. You're going to be a certain distance from home and things are going to start coming out of the woodwork. And and 
when I first got my 996, because I was working somewhere where I had to drive every day, all of these things came out in sort of two or three weeks. And after two or three weeks, I'd kind of nailed all the niggling issues and it was absolutely fine. But then when you leave it, it feels like you're always dealing with a niggling issue because it's, it's carving stationary either creates the issues or you're then going on a big journey. It's not constantly in use. Stuff gets seized, stuck, and then pulleys and things like that, bearings, the grease dries or whatever happens, moisture gets in. So, it's just so a, it's, do you think it's just it's, a tensioner, a belt tensioner pulley? Yeah, I think that's what it is. It sounds like it. Yep. Um, and then, so I've I've just messaged Jack and said, look, can I bring it in? Because next week I've got to drive even further. I'm doing uh, 250 miles each way. So it's not great on fuel. So, you know, like. No, really I, I don't, I've never button. heard anyone say they bought a Porsche for economy. I know, but when you're on the motorway and you, or especially when you're on the country lanes and then obviously you, you give it a blast because you think I'm not going to go along in sixth gear at 55 miles an hour on a country lane. Why would you, exactly, why would you have a horse then? But um, but it's it's that journey with the fuel prices as they are. It's not actually as bad as they were a few weeks ago, but I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that journey once I get that pulley fixed, that is. Yeah, of course. Otherwise, you're going to need some noise-canceling headphones. Exactly. They work really good on specific frequencies when they've got a con constant sound. So you, if you use noise-canceling headphones, you'll be fine. Or you could get it fixed. Awesome. I think I'll get it fixed because I could just imagine that pulley just shearing off at some point. <laughs> Classic. We would expect nothing less. This, yeah, this pulley, I, I'd this, be... I wonder if this pulley problem is causing your alternator not to do what it's supposed to do, hence the battery problem. No, it, it can't be. I've just left it too, too long. Yeah, you know when, when the car yep, yep. splutters into life because yep. you've left it for a month? Yep. But then you just drive it once and put it back. Oh, talk about cars splattering you... life. I re-recorded yeah. a the 356 drive with this engine sounds in it. I know you guys should cut the minutes. You want to Ooh. listen to it? Go on then. Okay, let me get it. Maybe let me load it up. Okay, so we couldn't hear the running of the car very well last time. Let's try it again. This time it is cold start, first thing in the morning. Hasn't been started in about four or five days, and I've just I replaced the carb linkages this week. But anyway, let's see how it goes. Start up pretty easy. Let it warm up for a little bit. Let's go.
you know, that should give you a pretty good idea on what the car sounds like. I didn't hear any of that, no. Oh, what a I heard you talking. That was it. Really? Super loud in my yeah. headphones. I wonder what the problem there is. Okay. Do you know what that's going to mean? Yep. You'll hear it if when you listen back to the podcast, you'll probably hear it, but I won't. I just didn't hear it. We'll find out. Ho- hopefully, if it isn't in there, I'll chop it out. Yeah. Okay. Or just chop it in. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that might work. I'll try that. The Well, I've also got, which I'll do in another podcast, I did an audio file of the 458 Speciale drive review for it goes for about seven or eight minutes. So maybe we'll include that uh, next time. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yep. So I've, I've, did I've we thought... did we talk about that thing about um we did talk about you know the nine nine one dipping be- dot oh, one. We started but we got distracted. Dipping... Yeah I I just wanted to I've forgotten what year did that was the nine nine one twelve twenty twelve introduced. Yeah I thought it was something like twenty twelve. And you know what you said, well, you probably get the worst one going. I'm not sure. I think, I mean, if I have a look, there's like, there's one from 2012, Ferrero Coupe, three, three and a half litre? What engine sizes were they? That's a small size, isn't it? Well, this says three and a half litre. I thought that was 37,000. Yeah, I thought they were three point. No, was it? No, that was. No, I'm not sure. Yeah, because then, then the one, S was a I'm three point eight or something like that. Maybe it's three point four and three point eight. You think a Porsche Talk podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, but this, that's why I'm looking at this ad, and it doesn't look right to me. Three point five, but that's why would that? I don't ever remember it being three point five. Um, and it says thirty-seven thousand nine hundred and ninety-five pounds. Thirty? How much? Thirty-seven thousand nine hundred ninety-five. Yeah, I was, I firstly, I was right. I've just checked. It was three point four, and then three point eight is the S. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so I've just looked. I've just looked up the details on it. I, I took the registration number and looked it up. Okay. <laughs> um, three point four. It's got hundred and one thousand miles on it. It's, and it's a manual. Car. Yeah, and it's a manual. Seven speed? No, no, one's a uh, seven speed. Oh, it's a, I'm pretty sure that the seven speed 991 gearbox is the one that they say is new. Yeah, but still, I mean, because it's a modern car, you know, you can drive it to work every day. It's absolutely oh, fine. The early ones were six speed. When did they change to seven? Look, it could be. Look, just buy it, Ashmel. Let's tell us about it. I can't. I haven't got. If anyone's got thirty-eight thousand hey, pounds, hang on, let's. You've got it. You just don't want to spend it. No, I haven't got it. Just go to the bank no, and mortgage you against your property. You'll be fine. I don't know if that would be allowed. What? Were the police going to get called? Well, no, I've only just, you know, got myself a job. You're going to say, what? How are you going to pay that back? I do have a job. I'll be already paying the mortgage, yeah, so you don't true. have to go down this path. That is true. That is true. I could, I could sell, I, actually, you saying that, I could sell my, I could sell my 912 and buy it. Yeah, I don't know if I'd do that. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. Now, all, all you'll end up with is a more modern um, car that doesn't work. No, that one that one would work. But you're not driving the nine nine six. I don't think out of as much. And the nine, this it, no. you'd be better off selling the nine nine six to get into this car. So you've got your classic and your modern. You don't need a half modern and a modern, do you? Now, I know well, people firstly, say that nine nine sixes are now classified as classic, but we know they're not. It's not nine twelve classic, is it? No, it's not. And and also, I I think the experience I get from my nine twelve. And the 996, they're very different. And the experience I'd get from driving a 996 or a 991 is different as well. And I, I, but I think those two are closer might... together than the other two. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I think, but I think driving a 991 would be a lot like driving, it'd be closer to driving a and other modern car 
whereas my 996 is closer to you know you're in a 911 kind of thing. Sure. People might be screaming saying, no, let's hear it. nonsense. Tell us. But Send us messages. Let us know. That's what we need. Do you know what? We've been crapping on quite a long time. I've to, before we, My voice I've is got, going. I've got a couple of other things before we wind up. Firstly, I'm planning my 2023 and my car events. And with the wife discussing the um, going to the USA for 2022 and 2023 as a family holiday, as well as doing Rensport, the flights are vanishing by the day. The actual options on getting to the USA are getting booked up like you can't even comprehend at our end. What? Yep. And it is not cheap to do. So I'm going to actually, we're going to actually lock in some flights sometime in the next uh, couple of weeks. We have to, otherwise we're not going to get there. They're just because. Oh the, my god! Well, there's no. They're just. There's not enough planes in the in the air. All the airlines are keeping a low number of aircraft, so they're all chockers and actually getting profitable. So wow. Yes, it's uh, mildly problematic, but I'll keep you posted on that. Next thing is, I've been in touch with a couple of Carrera Cup teams that are going to be racing at the Australian Formula One Grand Prix that I'm considering going Ooh. over to do some content with them over the weekend. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm just uh, waiting oh, wow. on a response from the Australian Formula One um, corporation for a media pass so I can get in because all the public tickets have sold out for that event. Wow, you're going to get a media pass? Check you out. I've ha- I have had one a couple of years ago or three years ago and try- and was about to get on the plane to go and the head of the the the, the, um, the media center called me on my phone. I was literally at the airport in line to board the aircraft. It was an overnight flight, you know, a red-eye flight from Perth to Melbourne. I'm literally in the line. I get a phone call. Mark, have you come yet? No, don't bother. We're announcing tomorrow that the event's cancelled. This is back in 2020. You might recall that oh. happened, right? Like they cancelled yes. it on the, fr- on the Saturday morning. So... Wow. Yeah, so that was like in real early days of COVID, you know, when COVID was st- just starting to be a thing. So I I had a media pass for that. I was actually fuming because I had actually got um, an authorised media, F1 media pass for all the Southern Hemisphere events for that year. And, and they all got cancelled. All of them. You know, so I couldn't go to – and – the one in Singapore, because I was had media coverage, the organisers of Singapore Grand Prix pay for all the media pass holders to go, so they give you airfares and accommodation, and they called it off. So oh I my go! I was fuming. That get that sorted out for this year. Um, it, it's actually a different process now. Formula One's changed the way they do all this stuff. But yeah, I've oh. I'll have a go. I'll have a crack. Yeah, um, and get Mark Webber. He doesn't. They don't talk to humans anymore. He's changed, man. You've changed. (laughs) So-called Aussie grits. You're just just like like those elites. He's changed, man. Look, mildly F1 related, I may get access to Dan Ricciardo's 912 Hot Rod to review. What? Maybe. It's, uh, It's up in the air at the moment. Dan, if you're listening, just let, call the guys. You know who I'm talking about, and let them know I can take the car for the Arvo. And come on the podcast. Yeah, look, that's look, baby steps, Hashmel, baby steps. He's got, he's got, he's not busy. He's not doing preseason training or anything. I oh, know he is, isn't he? Because he's got to be ready to get in the car. I don't know. He's probably spending more hours in the simulator now than he ever did. That is true. That is true. I wonder what it'd be like, though, if you did get a shot in the car. I think you'd be right up there. I really do. Don't know. It's, uh, it's hard to say. The, um, oh, the next thing, I've got another giveaway. It's the Porsche mobile phone charger. Desktop mobile phone charger. Let me open it what? up. What? Oh, I, I got given it the other day. 
So look, it's it's like a round disc thing that you plug a USB into, and it's got regardless of the phone type, it, you just rotate this thing to the different Ooh. phone things, and it's got this glass thing in the back that goes in like this, so that you takes the weight of your phone. So anyway, it's Porsche branded. If you haven't had a prize from us in the past, reach out to me or Ajmal and tell me why you should have this phone charger and I'll send it to you. In 500 words or less. No, just tell me why. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll well, send that out to any, any, any listener that's uh, interested. Uh, I'll tell you what connections it can use. It looks like it's got a micro USB. What's that one? Oh, that's the iPhone. What's a little iPhone one called? Lightning. 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 And it's got a USB-C are the three charger options. If So your phone uses one of them. That's all, that's all you need. Yep. Let me know. I'll send it to you. I expect, I expect to see a social media post, Instagram post on that. Oh, but it's yeah, a giveaway. I should do that, shouldn't I? Uh, oh, I did. I did give away the the key pouch, Who too? the soft leather key pouch, to Neil Waters. Good on you, Neil. Who's a long time, long time listener of the podcast, right. and he just messaged saying, "Can I have it?" And I said yes, and I posted that to him. It's ages ago now, though. I just forgot to mention it. Yep, yep. Good one. All right then. Well, it's been real. It has. It has. It's a strange one for the first one of the year because um, obviously we haven't been at work. We haven't really been doing anything what since mean we last work? But Well, you know, not not for weeks and weeks. It's been about a week. For you. Hasn't it? Yeah, but, no, yeah, no. A week. I've worked through. What? I leave really? public holidays off. Yeah, but I was ill. <laughs> I was dying. Should we rename it Ajmal's Ailments? Because we seem to be going from one thing to another. No, I, I never even told you the, all in detail about what happened in the hospital. I feel like that's for another one. <laughs> Let's all all kinda, save, save the bit, content. We're going to need it. Yeah, I'm a bit traumatized by it, but I'll tell you about it next time. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about that. It's, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it triggered a memory as well that I had a, bit of laughter while I was in there and the doctor was like what is wrong with you <laughs> I'll you wanna, tell you about it next time where do you want to start doc anyway you have to tune if listeners you have to tune in next time and hear about Hajmal's ailments we might even talk Porsche yes thank you everyone for listening and good luck on those resolutions thank you